now we're on to my show, which is Campus Updates, and I wanted to continue part two from the last uh, show that I had with the interview with Buck Adams. So I really wanted to set the tone of you guys getting a chance to know this phenomenal man who has created this project that is going to impact hundreds, hopefully thousands of lives. Eventually, you know, maybe we can see into the millions. Um, but this is in a unique program that he had an idea based on something that happened in his life, which a lot of our ideas come from. Um, and, you know, I have personal, up close and personal uh, experience with this within my family. So I really wanted you guys to get an understanding of the man behind the idea and I've had the pleasure of mentoring and working with him. So, um, Buck, I, I love having you on, and I'm so glad to have you back. So let's talk about, we set it up so that people get to know you because you're going to have your own show, which is called Art of Redemption. Yes, thanks, Dina, again for having me. Um, it's uh, you know always fun to, to be back here in, in front of the mic. Uh, and yeah, um, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about the, the program itself, uh, as far as the show, the project on a bigger picture of art of redemption. We're doing a little bit of rebranding, um, our art for redemption, sorry, art of redemption is the podcast and art for redemption is, uh, the rebranding that was prison art, uh, is still obviously prison art, but, um, we're, you know, taking a little bit more descriptive, um, rebrand uh, and that's happening currently as we speak so thanks for having me back yeah you're welcome it's always a pleasure so part one i think we really got down to the brass tacks of what happened in your life you know you were in the military you served our country and thank you very much for your service thank you um and then something happened in your life that landed you in prison where you had this phenomenal idea you know i've not only had some stepbrothers um but i myself went through domestic violence and through that um, in Colorado, which is a jacked up law, the first one who calls is the innocent. And I found myself locked up in a cell where I'm the one that was abused and victimized by a raging alcoholic, but my bruises weren't visible yet. Right. So when they had asked me, are your bruises, do you have any bruises? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I was in such a state of shock because everything happened so fast and I just never thought I would be a person in a situation of domestic violence because the first time, you know, it happened three times. The first time I was just like, okay, that was a one-off, you know, I love her, I, I, this is fine, you know, kind of thing. The second time I was so ashamed that it happened a second time. I'm like, there's just, there won't be a third, you know, and so we split everything. But long story short, the third time was the final time where it was the straw that broke the camel's back of, it nearly broke me. And so with some busted ribs... You, you don't really have bruises yet, right. but my last day in there, I was in there for three days, locked up 22 hours a day for something I didn't even do. It was devastating. Yeah, I could only imagine, you know, thanks for sharing that story, Dina. Um, it's, uh, well, I, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But yeah, it, there's a lot of that in Colorado and there's... Um, you know, for example, I think just last week they announced those three guys that got, were locked up for 36 years mm -hmm. uh, were pronounced innocent on mm -hmm. a murder that came out that a lot of people knew that they were innocent, but they had to point the finger at someone and they decided that these were the individuals and they took 36 years of their lives. So it's not to say it doesn't happen. Right. Um, and there's other incidences that, you know, people, I think, 
get uh, a short end of the stick that, you know, they might be guilty for falling asleep behind the wheel, running a red light, and it's an accident, and it's still manslaughter, and you're still doing years, but yeah. it's, an, it's a true accident. And I think the amount of time that they get for some of those things are devastating not only to the individual, <clears throat> um, but to the families as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of where I'd like to focus a little bit today, as we talked about earlier, uh, on focusing, you know, how does this kind of help the family? How, what are some of the programs such as Defy Colorado that helped me and is helping others, you know, on the pathway to get out and, and how to um, have that mindset for the art to redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, let's just kind of jump into that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you kind of threw me a little bit for a spin there with that, sharing that story. With I honestly <laughs> did not think I was ever going to share that story because I was so ashamed of it. Because I had never been in a police car. You know, uh, I was an abused child. So my mom, when she got me back, raised me. You have utmost respect for everyone and everything. And you will always be at your best or, you know, just don't show up kind of thing. So, you know, I grew up in the South and it was it was taboo if you disrespected a police officer you, you know, you mind and you obeyed. Right. But then when they looked me in the face and asked me if my bruises were visible and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, is this happening? Yeah. Is this really happening? Like, yeah. I never even touched her. The only thing I did was literally pushed her off of me when she was breaking my ribs. Right. And she, that was pushing her off of me into pillows. We were on the bed. <laughs> you know, and I'm a strong girl. I used to be a lot stronger, but she played rugby, so she outdid me. Right. Um, so I honestly did not know that was just on the fly that I was not going to share that. But because it happened to me and I was innocent, I had to hire a pre- private investigator, everything, in order to clear my name. Um, so I know there are other people out there. So that's one of the reasons why I'm personally passionate about your project. But what I really want people to go away with is not just my story, but other people out there where they are greatly impacted. It's not just the person being imprisoned. Now you're talking about the family, you know, now you're talking about that single parent basically is what's happening to someone who gets imprisoned. They forget about the family. Okay. If this person did this act, then they're doing their time. Why make the family have to pay for that? Because now if you have a single parent, they're probably going to have to work more jobs, less time away from the kids, um, or things like that that totally deteriorates that family. You know, here are the children. The children don't understand when they're that age. Um, I mean, unless they're, like, grown or they're, you know, 16 and older, even then they still are developing. They're still not going to get the whole gist of the story. But what I really want people to go away with, with what you've created, is the positive impact that this can come in from something negative that happened, a positive impact that can put in a place with, you know, contributing to society so that debt is not so much on society. It's not so much on the family. There's so many wins with this. So I really want you to explain to people the process of the art. It's art of redemption, right? Or art in. Our, uh, art of is for um, your the show. podcast. Okay. And art for is uh, the uh, webpage rebranding. Okay. Thank you for that. No problem. So yeah. Uh, again, thank you for you know sharing your experience and, and the vulnerability of that. I know. Um, I know that that means a lot to other viewers because you know, people people go through it and it's it's rough. But to kind of yeah, jump back into you know art for redemption. 
and the families and the individuals, as you're saying, you know, there's a, there's something that happens that causes an incident. You're being punished, and that's that is a prison sentence. That is, that is a punishment and the segregation away from family and the, the the separation of ties and losing job and losing income. All those things that's part of the punishment. Okay, I get it. But to continue to further that, you know, when the prisons are far away, making it hard for families to visit, making it hard for the, you know, what would become now a single parent home. And, you know, then the individual on the inside leaning on that single parent home for the necessities that they need on the inside, such as toothpaste, soap, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the things that you need to, you know, kind of thrive. Um, even though you are being locked up, there are still basic necessities of being a human that aren't provided in, in those in those circumstances. Yeah. And so this, I think, believe uh, allows for an individual to say, you know, use their creativity, be involved, and versus leaning on the level one again, saying, well, okay, I created this, go out and put it on an Etsy or put it on a site or go to a local craft fair and see if you can sell my stuff and, you know, I'm trying to help. Well, it takes that pressure off the individual too because it allows the person on the inside, the artist, to be able to interact directly with the company. And then the family member be going, okay, I don't have to go out and try to do this work. Where I can just share with my church or with my community, hey, look at what my cousin did or look what my brother did or my husband wife did. Right. And the person that could be like, oh, that's cool, and they learn a little bit about the project, and they might be willing to, and they're like, you know, if I could just, someone buys that, I don't have to send him, her, $50 this week or this month. Mm-hmm. And it does so much, I can actually buy the kids some new shoes, or I can, you know, get the school supplies. Food everywhere. on my table. Right, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm really hoping that it kind of gets embraced that way, um, and that people understand that it is more than just the, are of and for redemption, the fact that the people on the inside, we're all human. We all make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. As I think Poe said in the 1800s, late 1800s, it's human to make mistakes, divine to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that forgiveness part and working towards, you know, I messed up, I did do something wrong, I am being punished. And allowing your creativity to work through some of those experiences and process that, I believe, is therapeutic, as we talked a little bit about last time, you know, the art therapy side of this, mm-hmm. on being able to process some of your feelings and being able to move through that and being able to get that out um, helps tremendously. Um, mm-hmm. And that is actually being, you know, that has been recognized now inside of a lot of the prison systems. They are having programs and courses around this. So this kind of leads right into to some of that work. Yeah, because um, yeah, they use this for even abused children. <clears throat> you know, I can, hands down, I am very clear. Had I not had art in my life as a child, I probably wouldn't be the woman I am today. Based on being a child of abuse, it was a great outlet for me of self-expression, which you have the opposite of when you're in abusive situations. So I love that because... You, it's so well-rounded, and there's so many people that can be impacted by your project. That's why I'm like your biggest <laughs> fan, seriously. Um, because thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Because the therapy of art is you put these people in prison, and you want them to have redemption. You want them to be able to heal. What better way than self-expression through art? 
Correct. I, I agree 100%. Um, you know, the self-expression part of this and the art side and, and are just getting involved in a craft is you have a lot of time to think inside of prison. And, and if you can stay busy and not become idle, you know, as they say, the idle minds, the devil's playground, mm. um, you're getting caught up with things that you don't need to be caught up with on the yard. Um, but if you do have an outlet and you can be creative and you have the chance to help your family, help yourself pay off restitution, get child support paid, these kind of things, there's something to look forward to a little bit. And having something to look forward to in that place is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, without hope, you <clears throat> have a lot of lost individuals and that this, that this creates further problems. It, it doesn't, you know, as they say, 95% of the people are getting out. Mm-hmm. What kind of neighbor do you want? Do you want a neighbor that's been broken and has no hope that's probably going to reverse to revert to crime? Right. Because they don't have any other, they didn't have any hope. They were lost and they get out thrown into the system. Uh, you still got the claws in and they don't make it super easy on you. I mean, I'm, I'm slowly pulling one claw out at a time and I can tell you it's, it's not an easy road. Um, as, as blessed as I've been, it, it's still been hard. Yeah. It, this program, I believe, could really help with that sense of hope, with the sense of, yes, I made a mistake. I own it. I accept it. I'm trying to do something that's going to help my family, try to do something mm-hmm. that's going to help pay off my restitution. I'm trying to give back through this creative process. Um, and that's a big part of it is learning the humanity of, of giving back. You know, it might just be through your creative process at this moment, but once you get out and you, you become successful in other areas, hopefully you're paying it forward in, in other areas and, and you've learned that kind of contribution part of things. And there's so many beautiful dynamics to it. That's why it's not so cut and dry. You know, I'm a shamanic practitioner, so I work with people about healing from their past, about healing so that it doesn't, the, the facts of what happened doesn't determine how they show up in their life. So that you could put this to work, like literally going back to, you know, you want these people to have redemption. You want these people to be able to heal. You know, they're already doing their time. You know, if, if you've never been locked up or behind bars, you don't know what it's like. And it's only, I only had three days, so I cannot even compare and I wouldn't even try to the time that you had, the time that my stepbrothers had, I've had, uh, a couple of nephews that's been, you know, um, in prison. So it's like, okay, when do we get to become a better society of lifting one another up? Yes, this crime was committed if they were guilty. Uh, there's also innocent people in there as well. So really people want to get that gist, you know, um, of it, it's both. There's two-way streets there. And the fact that you can take something that's missing and add it in, you give them, them meaning the prisoners, an opportunity to take full accountability, full responsibility while they get their healing. Right. So this is a beautiful plan that can come into place. I hope every prison on the planet would install this because of they get to step up to the plate and say, yeah, I did a thing. Or, you know, no, I didn't do a thing, but I'm in here, you know, kind of thing of... How many times can I say thing? Um, <laughs> so they take full responsibility, that accountability, but then they get to put in something that's healing. I mean, if it works for children, I think it would work for adults. Yes, I agree. Um, uh, 
and you know our goal really is to try to introduce this to every prison uh, in the United States through our crowdfunding campaign, which will be um, a coffee table book that's curated from again, if you didn't hear last week, we're creating a coffee table book that's being curated art from across the nation, a uh, hundred plus artists, and crowdfunder will hopefully la- launch into March sometime in April, and. You know, the goal there would be to buy a book and send a book to every warden in the United States. And I'm, I'm trying to reach out to Dean Williams about writing the forward of the book on why he supports the arts, why he helped make some of the changes here that we made in Colorado, allowing inmates to contract with an outside company to actually make money. Um, so kind of opening those doors up, so to speak. You know, you're already behind the wall, but being able to peer behind it and, you know, bridge that gap between yes. the two different um, positions it, it, and what better platform to do it than art right um, so um, that is really truly the goal is to try to get in front of every warden in the United States and we'll have some that like and some that don't that's you know the nature of the beast that's with anything yeah exactly yeah. so yeah but you know the least we'll, we'll have the opportunity to share mm-hmm. um, so yeah so I'm excited about that and again um, we're rebranding that to Art for Redemption um, versus being prison art just because of, we had a little bit more receptability to, yeah. to those words. Well, and you don't want, especially, again, goes back to being a healer for other people. You don't want to stick them with that title Stimata, yeah. here every day going forward. Yep. They, You're creating a new way of being for them to step into, for them to live into. Right. Because you really want these people to be able to redeem themselves and be a contributing men- member of society again. Right. You know, because um, it really is, if you, the thing about forgiveness is I really pe- want people to understand is it's not a matter of forgetting what happened. You're probably always going to remember, you know, I-, I remember when I was in there, like the back of my hand, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget it. I don't care what I remember. I will always remember that. And, um, I mean, I care, but anyway, (laughs) I'm digressing. Um, you know, it makes a giant impact on, they create a new way of being. So forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. However, forgiving that other person frees you up energetically, frees that other person up energetically, instead of having this negative, like dark chain that locks you together and is a permanent. So think of something that's been welded or it's been command stripped with Velcro. You know, you right. can take that down. Right. You don't have to live into that permanently. Yeah, for me, it was, you know, the radical acceptance. Just coming to acceptance of I did this act. I accept it. I did it. I accept that I'm here. This is what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm going to make the best of it I can mm-hmm. with with what I have. And, you know, for me, again, um, you know, created a yoga and, and meditation programs in both prisons I was at. And we really did the deep dive in, in the self. I took the advantage of that. A lot of people don't understand and, and get super depressed. And, you know, the, the med lines in prison are, are kind of extraordinary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because so everyone just becomes medicated zombies almost. That's for, what they do to seniors. Yeah. I mean, it's a pharma world. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, not only is it, you know, it's just, it's just a crazy, messed up place. So I'm hoping to bring a little bit of light and hope to a, a crazy, messed up place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of segues into the the podcast for next spring of our um, two redemption on interviewing guys that have gone through, dealt with it, lived with on the inside, on the inside and, and have come out and been successful on the outside, along with some other people that have 
the programs on the inside of prison. Like I'm hoping that Stacy with Defy will come on. Stacy, <laughs> <laughs> bring it, Stacy. Come on, we'll have you on. Um, you know, and reaching out to Dean Williams, potentially head of the Department of Corrections, see if I can't get him being a student and saying I have this project. Kind of versus being, hey, I'm an ex-con and have this project. Maybe it, it sheds a little bit different light on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got a good lineup. I think starting to form um, myself and co-founder Noah will be one show. Uh, I'm bringing on Travis Taylor, who's also looking at becoming part of the founding group uh, that has a brother in that I met in the at, at um, Arkansas Valley that was part of the fiber program that is an artist. So this fits very well for him on that family side of things, and he's very passionate about the redemption side and giving people a, a chance. Um, Weldon Long, uh, a New York Times bestseller, did numerous years, got out, started a company, became one of the fastest growing companies in Colorado, sold the company, wrote a, moved to Maui, wrote a book, uh, and it has done phenomenal things. So hopefully, uh, well, I actually just got the email this morning that he agreed to come on. So thanks. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Hurley, another gentleman that did some time um, over a decade, got out, started an environmental company, has become wildly successful. So um, we'll have we'll have fun next spring. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the lineups, but yours uh, by far. I've always said this about Laura Lou's show. I love her show because I love live music, but I love yours just as much because yours is about impacting lives in a positive and beautiful light. Because when you walk in the room, um, you see your light. You don't see the system that broke down a man. Right. You see your light that you persevered. You came, you rose above. And I really think your entire project carries not only the energy of you, but carries the hope. It carries the possibilities. It carries all that light with it that they can choose to step into. Right. I, I appreciate that. Thanks, Tina. Um, yeah, and I agree. And I think I'm, I am going to bring some inspiring stories um, that will be fun, you know, a cast of characters, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it will be fun that way. And, and hopefully that, you know, with that, we bring some insight to Life on the inside and the transition to life on the outside and the, the mindset to become successful because of really, truly, it all boils down to your mindset. It all just truly boils down to how we perceive the things that happen to us and how we want to react to those things. Absolutely. And so if you can get the right mindset and, and stick to that, um, you know, the, it doesn't matter what has happened to you in the past. You can change that, and I hope to bring those stories into light. And I think a lot of it, too, is if they're struggling with their mindset or if they need help with, um, they can look to you show like almost like a mentoring type avenue that they can, you know, check into or listen to or some way, shape or form. I'm hoping that they'll be able to listen to this while they're inside that, you know, they get to see some TV here and there. Well, how about radio? Yeah. How about something that was created and born out of the system? Right. Yeah, you know, there's a there's been a few podcasts that have started on the insides mm -hmm. that, that broadcast inside. They have closed circuit television. Uh, actually, Arkansas Valley has been broadcasting a little piece on the, the uh, well, it was prison art, but now it's going to Art for Redemption. And so there is that possibility, and I'm hoping so too, that it, people can hear the stories of, hey, I've spent some time, I've got out, I've done mm -hmm. this. It, it gives people to be like, okay, I can I can do that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for we're you know I think I mentioned last week 
on launching a social media campaign on share share your art. So again, um, that is changing to art for redemption, and we will be starting to share that out pretty soon. On if you've got art that's come from the inside from a loved one, please share it with us. Um, and if you have a loved one that's in that's an amazing artist that you think that uh, has the talent to be published in a, a coffee table book, you know, please see us at artforredemption.com. Uh, look at the application process and get that to them and, you know, let them send in the art. Yeah. Um, so That's really cool. Uh, it's almost like a call for submission. It, I am doing a call for submission. Yeah. I am, yeah. That's so um, so I'm, important. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that we get, you know, thousands of pieces of art that we get to curate, you know, the top 100 from. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what's exciting about it, there's uh, not, the, not to let all the cats out of the bag, so to speak, but I, I do, for all the art that we do bring in over the next year, I have an art project for all that art. That Every single piece of art that we receive will be showcased into a much larger um, installation of art. That's fantastic. Yeah. That lights me up because I've been an artist my entire life. You know, they always told my mom, oh, you got a little artist on your hands, yeah. you know. And so I'm really excited about that because I know the joy that it brings me in my life. It always kept the hope of light on for me. Right. So um, I hope that it spills out and we become better society by providing this opportunity that's a new, um, a new idea that would just bring so much joy, I would think. I hope so. When there's been so much anger, so much hurt, so much pain, there's an avenue that we can improve. Yes. And we could add this in. So I'm hugely excited. So I'm here. Anything, everything that you need, oh, my gosh, I support you 1 million percent. Thanks, Dina. Yeah. I I greatly appreciate it. And thanks again for having me on your show. And thanks, Radio Red Rocks, for, you know, setting up um, the – capability and the the possibility of having having a show and a podcast and um you know all the supporters that have uh, helped get me to here to date thank you um you know without you and and the love and support of of my family and friends it would be a whole different experience that i've had but i've I've been blessed and i hope to return some of that and, and give hope to others yeah, well, and I, I want people to find you. I want people to look you up and donate to this cause and support this cause. So what is the best way people can find you? So that is happening right now. The switchover right now, I believe, is still prisonart.co, um, but that will be changing to artforredemption.com. Perfect, perfect. And you guys, please check out, please check out part one of the interview I did with Buck Adams. You'll get to understand why this man is so brilliant and so gifted to be able to bring this to society, our community, um, and really provide a new avenue of success for these people. So thank you, Buck, so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to meet with you and just get engage and interact with you. So uh, many success to you. Thanks again, Dina. And uh, I, I, thanks again to everybody. So. This is your host, Buck Adams. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please contact us through artforredemption.com. Art for Redemption is an e-commerce platform for incarcerated artists. We are currently collecting art from artists nationwide to be showcased in the first ever coffee table book for this genre. Check us out at artforredemption.com.